Hi everyone, this is Michelle Gale. I'm so grateful you're here. And before we get started, I just wanted to share with you that I'll be launching my first ever free online conference called Mindful Parenting in a Messy World from September 18th to the 20th. We're going to have 15 speaker interviews, some of which include Rick Hansen, Susan Kaiser Greenland, Dr. Shafali Sabari. You can register at conference.michellegale forward slash podcast. Make sure to register here because I'll be sending my podcast listeners a free bonus webinar titled Big Emotions and What to Do with Them. You can also find that link in the podcast notes. And I'm also offering a four-week online course in October called Mindful Parenting, the Foundations of Practice. It'll be a weekly course focused on mindfulness of the breath, body, emotions, and thoughts. We'll have a private Facebook group and weekly practices, and it'll be recorded each time so you can watch whenever it works for you. I'd love to have you join me. You can go to my website, beamindfulparent.com for more information or just sign up to my weekly email list and you'll stay up to date on all the ways we can grow together as a community and you will also receive my weekly musings. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey everybody, this is Michelle Gale, your host of the podcast, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. And today I wanted to give you a short little podcast about the four postures of mindfulness. I often talk about this when I teach because there actually are four different ways that we could practice. And you may have thought of some of them and not thought of others. So the four are sitting, which is what we typically think of when we think of meditation. Standing. You could just stand there. And practice mindfulness. Walking. How about that one? We do that all the time. And reclining. That might not be one you've thought of. So I'm going to go through the four and give you some different ideas and things to think about. And I hope this is supportive as you find different ways to practice regularly in a dedicated practice, but also practice just within your day-to-day -day life with your families or without your families. So sitting, right? This is the one that we think of when we think of meditation, right? And what we're really practicing within sitting meditation is to sit, to have this capacity to sit in the midst of whatever is going on in our lives. So we want to deepen this capacity to sit in it, whatever it might be, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant or not have much charge at all, just to be able to sit with it. You know, we really are able to sit with whatever experience we're having. And just a little bit about the posture of sitting meditation. If you're sitting in a dedicated practice, you're sitting on a chair or on a cushion, and you're going to sit for 10, 15, 20 minutes or more, just to sit up straight, have a real dignified posture with your, your shoulders relaxed and also a softness. So there's this kind of polarity between sitting up straight and being attentive and awake, but also having a softness. So I'll often think of, you know, my back very up straight and my very top of my head almost being pulled up like a string and then a softness around my face and my chest and my belly. So sitting up, but we can also practice sitting meditation while we're waiting in the DMV and we're sitting, hopefully we got a chair and we're sitting on the chair and we're just waiting. So what if we just sit up straight 
we can close our eyes if that's comfortable or just leave our eyes just kind of gazing down. Right? That can also be in the car, which I mentioned often. I think that's just a awesome place for parents to practice because we're in the car a lot, very often, toting people around. So you can sit just in the car. It's a little hard to get into a good sitting posture, but you just got to take what you can get. So you can sit in the car while we're waiting for drop-off or pickup or baseball practice or whatever it might be, dance lessons. Okay, so that's the first posture of meditation, sitting. And this is the one that'll get most the most airtime, you know, when you read about meditation or learn about meditation. So now the second one is standing, right? This can be uncomfortable, <laughs> particularly if we have any kind of injuries. So standing meditation, you know, really when we're practicing standing meditation, we learn to have the weight in the balls of the feet more, right? And we really kind of inhabit this sense of, I can't escape from this. I have to remain in this, just like we did in sitting meditation, deepening that capacity to stay. Right? And also to make sure that you, know, the, the, you don't lock the knees and there's soft angles. And I often use standing meditation if I'm practicing sitting meditation for a long time and I find myself getting sleepy. You know, when I teach people we'll often say, I get so sleepy when I'm meditating and I start dozing off and the whole head bob starts happening. Well, just stand. I'll often do that, particularly if I'm on a longer retreat or even if I'm at home and I'm just sleepy that day when I'm practicing. I'll just stand and kind of stand up straight but relaxed, putting the ball, you know, the weight in the balls of the feet a little bit more. Don't lock the knees to have soft ankles and just stay. So that's standing. Now, walking. This is one I love for parents, especially because we do a lot of walking back and forth from the kitchen to the living room to deliver more water or whatever it might be, or to the car to deliver some child somewhere they need to go. So walking meditation, you can use this anywhere, you guys, seriously. This is just an integral type of practice. You can just walk and enjoy the sunshine outside and springtime is coming it's here at least in some parts of the united states it is in california so you can just walk and pause smell flowers look at the sky we can this this kind of meditation really does have more stimulation than other types of meditation because we're walking and there's a lot of things coming into our awareness so it's not the type of meditation where we're trying to focus on one thing, like that focused attention. It's really inviting us to have a little more of an open awareness and just to allow things to come with us. And maybe something gets our attention. And so we focus our attention there as we're walking the way we may even stop and pause. We can use this just walking to our car in the morning to bring the kids to school or daycare, just slow, really noticing each step, noticing how the, the weight just moves from one leg to another when you walk, just putting your attention into the sensation of walking and gathering your attention when you can through that practice. 
Yeah. And walking can really aid in reflection at times. I think we've all had those experiences where we're struggling with something or maybe we're having arguments going on in our house. Not that anyone ever argues at my house, but maybe, you know, in somebody's house, (laughs) somebody argues and, you know, you just want to go for a walk and get some air and get out. And so what if there was some intention in that? Like, I'm going to go and take a walk. I'm going to gather myself, reconnect with my heart, you know, whatever's needed in that moment. And it can also be helpful if sitting meditation is too intense, right? Walking meditation is its own practice. If you've ever been on an extended retreat, retreat, particularly Vipassana retreat, this is what we're doing. We're sitting, we're walking, we're eating, cleaning, sitting, walking, eating, cleaning, hopefully a little yoga or Qigong is mixed in there with some movement. But that's the practice for three days, five days, seven days, 10 days, and more. So, and if you practice walking meditation formally at home, you can just pick a spot, like a little, little alleyway, you know, maybe 20 feet or something across. And you just walk from one point to the next, pause, slowly turn around and walk back. So you're not trying to get anywhere. It's like walking in a labyrinth. You know, there's no destination. And just putting your attention on the breath, on the body, on the weight of the muscles and the legs of the feet. So just back and forth, back and forth. There's so many ways we can use walking meditation. And the final one is reclining. Hello, parents. Reclining. Like when you're going to sleep or when you're taking a rest, it's really this posture of surrender. We can really, okay, I'm not messing with you. We can really cultivate the art of rest. Imagine that. You know, most of us don't know how to rest other than kind of going unconscious, right? It's the end of the day, we're exhausted, maybe the kids are finally in bed or teenagers finally put themselves to bed and we just collapse on the couch and put on the television and just zone out and go unconscious. And maybe that's something that we need to do sometimes. But I'll also encourage that the quality of rest we can have when remaining conscious is really more supportive more nourishing, more energizing, more supportive. So if we want to rest, what if we rest consciously? Really, let's say we want to flop down on the couch and really letting ourselves sink into the couch, feeling the gravity, feeling ourselves being held up, noticing our breathing, surrendering to that moment and doing it with some intention. I don't think you're going to mind practicing this one. And what about at night when we're going to bed instead of just flopping down and flopping over? What if we laid there? Maybe like if you've ever done yoga, that corpse pose at the very end, they're called Shavasana. What if you just lay there in Shavasana and follow your breathing in and out, wherever it's most alive for you, the mouth, the nose, and the chest, and the belly? Or maybe doing a body scan at the end of the day, slowly, 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 from your toes all the way up to your head. Declining, surrendering, but surrendering consciously. 
So there you have it. There are four postures of mindfulness for you to play with and work with. And I'll sure I'll be teaching more of these in some of the online classes I have cooking up. If you're not on my newsletter list, please go to my website. You can either go to michellegale.com or beamindfulparent.com. Join my community. Love to have you there. And I'm also happy to have you here. Thanks for being with me today. May you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. Thanks for listening to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. Michelle's new book, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World, Living with Presence and Parenting with Purpose, is now available at Amazon and at mindfulparentingbook.com. Get your copy today.